0: Last week, I preached a 13-minute sermon on uh, the issue of how we know Christ as our mediator, bouncing off of the Orthodox Catechism. Uh, It's a very wonderful question and answer. From what source do you know this, that is, who the mediator is? The answer is, out of the gospel, which God first made in paradise... Which God first made known in paradise. So the gospel was revealed to Adam and Eve just this side of their fall into sin through the motif of a curse upon the serpent, which would be blessing upon uh, believing sinners as well and afterwards did spread it abroad by the patriarchs and prophets abraham rejoiced to see my day he saw it and was glad shadowed it by sacrifices and other ceremonies of the law so the catechism answers kind of working through the old testament and lastly accomplished it by his only begotten son Christ, our Lord, the gospel, the good news was an accomplishment of the Son of God. He accomplished um, righteousness in his obedience to the law of God, and he accomplished the forgiveness of our sins by virtue of his wrath-bearing death on the cross. So we tease that out, showing you that, yes, Scripture does uh, teach that we know the mediator through the gospel, promise first in paradise, And then slowly and surely developed and then accomplished by our Lord in his sufferings and glory. The next question, that was question 19. The next question is this. Is then salvation restored by Christ to all men who perished in Adam? And here's the answer. Not at all, but to those only who by a true faith are ingrafted into or united with him that is with Christ. So simply because of the incarnation, Does that automatically mean everybody fallen in Adam is saved by virtue of the incarnate work of the Son of God? The answer is no. Only those united to Christ through faith. So whatever faith is, it's pretty important, isn't it? Without it, you're not united to Christ. Without faith in Christ, you don't get the benefits of Christ. So we need to know what in the world is faith? Well, lo and behold... The next question in the catechism is, what is faith? It's a long answer. Here's the answer. It is not only a knowledge, which means it is knowledge, but it's not only knowledge, whereby I surely assent to all things which God has revealed to us in his word. So it's knowledge and assenting to this knowledge. That is true. What God said in his word is true. But also an assured trust, so there's the you're, you're giving your confidence to this thing, kindled in my heart by the Holy Spirit through the gospel, whereby I make my repose, my rest, in God being assuredly resolved that remission of sins, everlasting righteousness, and life is given not to others only, but to me also, and that freely, Through the mercy of God, for the merits of Christ alone. Those old catechisms had a way of using the English language. So, faith, saving faith, we might say, involves mental assent. Okay, so it's knowledge that somehow gets to our minds, and we assent to it. We say, Yes, I agree, that's true, because it's a revelation from God. It involves mental assent to the teachings of the word of God, concentrating on the gospel. So without knowledge of what God says, truth, faith will never occur. We could put it this way, without true knowledge of what God says, not a feigned knowledge, not a false knowledge, but a true knowledge, a true understanding of what God says, true faith can't occur. In other words, you can't have faith in a Jesus who isn't a two-natured redeemer and be saved. You have to have knowledge that our Savior is God the Son become man. One person, two natures. Unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. You have to believe in the one-person, two-natured redeemer, our Lord Jesus Christ. Ascent means more than merely knowing the Bible teaches this or that doctrine, however. It is agreement, okay? So knowledge... Yeah, the Bible teaches that Jesus is the only way, and I don't know how to put all the pieces together, but he is the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God, the eternal Son of the Eternal Father, and somehow, someway, he assumes human nature into his one person. The Bible teaches all of that. That's one thing, and it's good, and you have to have knowledge, but you need to assent to the knowledge, and that's true. This actually happened agreement with what the Bible actually teaches. Faith also involves a trusting in what the Bible promises. Okay, it's one thing to have knowledge. It's another thing to assent to it. It's true. came from God. It's in the Bible. It's another thing to entrust yourself to that and say, I'm all in. This is, it's Jesus or nothing. Either he gets me there or I'm toast. The confession or the uh, catechism goes on to say, this trust is kindled by the Holy Spirit in the hearts of men and women. So this saving faith, knowledge, assent, and entrustment or trust isn't just a human, it aren't just human actions or activities. It's just not me wrestling with the data. It's data, information from God found in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament that I read, that I understand properly, that I assent to their truthfulness, and that I entrust myself to that, plus something invisible going on as well. God is kindling our hearts in order for us to have this kind of faith, knowledge, assent, and trust. This kindling comes accompanied with the gospel message. It doesn't just happen without the gospel message. It comes with the special revelation of God. Then comes this kindling work of the Spirit of God, taking the things of Christ with power and effectual uh, power to the souls of God's people. Faith in Christ then involves believing that what God promises for sinners, he promises for me. You ever wonder about that? It's one thing to say, yeah, God promises eternal life for sinners. Are you a sinner? Yes. Is that promise your promise? Right? That, that's where the rubber meets the road. Is it for your mom and dad only? Is it for your cousins? Is it for your pastor only? Is it a promise for you? You can make it, own it, you know, by believing it. But these promises that are connected to the gospel are because of what Christ has done for us and not because anything we do for Christ, okay? The promises of the gospel are not due to us because of what we do for Jesus, but they are due to us because of what Jesus has done to us, provided that we believe the promises. Correct? Correct. So how do we know who the mediator is? Through the gospel. Where was the gospel revealed? First of all, in paradise, then to the patriarchs and the prophets, it's contained in the Old Testament, and then it was accomplished in the uh, fullness of time when God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Is everybody, therefore, saved by virtue of the work of this mediator? No, only those who are united to him by faith. What is faith? Knowledge, assent, and trust or entrustment owning the promises as yours uh, through faith. For those, then, who have not come to faith, you ought to come right now. Because you, I remember hearing, does anybody remember old Ashel Blaze? Remember Pastor Blaze? He passed away recently. He was with... Pastor Al Martin a long time ago, he's from the UK and he had a deep voice, and he says, You could die on eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And his point was: I'm gonna plead with you if you have not come to Christ now. I'm not gonna let you eat that sandwich that you might die eating. You could choke on it. I'm gonna plead with you to have faith in Christ now. If you've already expressed faith in Christ you know there's no room for boasting faith is a gift repentance is a gift if you're in Christ first corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 i think it's his doing that is god's doing god has caused the end or the result of union with Christ to to be uh, your blessing you haven't faith isn't the cause Faith is an instrument that receives. The cause is always bigger than the instrument itself and bigger than us. It's God. How did I get united to Christ? God. So if you've already come to Christ, be reminded it's a God thing. If you haven't come to Christ, wait no longer. Believe, trust, entrust yourself to him. Uh, Anybody who truly comes on the terms Christ gives will Christ turn him away the answer is no what are the terms in one sense we could say come as you are come filthy come dirty in order to be cleansed right we don't cleanse ourselves and then present ourselves to Jesus for salvation we well we do present him we do present to him ourselves for salvation but not having been cleansed by ourselves we are in need of cleansing. We are in need of forgiveness. We are in need of righteousness we don't have. And he, uh, what is the line in the hymn? This he gives you, this he gives you, this he gives you. So come with your shame to be forgiven. Come with your guilt to be absolved. Come with your dirt to be cleansed. Now for, for those of us, who have come to Christ by faith, we should be very encouraged about this definition of faith and, and the fact that only those united to Christ receive the benefits of Christ. That which Christ came to do for sinners, he has done for you, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Paul says that. It's Galatians 2.20, I think it is. You are right with God because of Jesus not because of me or not because of you. All your sins are forgiven because of Jesus, not because of me, not because of you. Condemnation for you is impossible. There's no way as a true believer you can die unto condemnation, be raised from the dead unto condemnation. Why? Because somebody became a curse for us and and received the condemnation we should have received. He is our righteousness before God. So when we sin, we plead the merits of Christ. We don't plead our demerits, obviously, or any personal merits. We go to God with our sins, saying, you've provided for my sins in Jesus, and I come to receive those blessings again. Again, All the privileges we have as adopted sons are because of what Jesus did for us and not what we do for Jesus. So even if we have a lot of zeal and we do a lot of things for our Lord, we must never confuse our doing for Jesus with his doing for us in terms of the basis of the benefits that come to us. It's all him and it's none of what we have done. We have the Holy Spirit of believers as believers to strength to comfort us and to strengthen us. We have glory awaiting us because our forerunner, our Lord Jesus, has entered glory on our behalf as the first fruits of a wonderful resurrection harvest to come in the future. And all of this is exclusively and tethered to his work as reported for us in the good news of the gospel, which first was revealed by God in paradise and then progressively unfolded throughout the Old Testament. And drumroll, please, the big crescendo of the Bible is the incarnation and sufferings and glory of, of Christ. So, hopefully that reminds you that faith, uh, that the mediators having come, suffered, and died, and being raised from the dead, isn't automatically salvation for everybody. You have to be united to him. You have to uh, put out the soiled hand of faith and receive him as promised. And when you do that and think through the rest of the Bible, you'll go... Even my extending my soiled hand out to God according to the promise was an act of grace by God moving me to go to Christ for this. And so you'll be, hopefully, uh, very, very grateful. Well, that's it. Faith is a gift of God, and we are not to boast in ourselves, but we certainly ought to boast in the Lord. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for the gospel, the good news that you, God, has done something about the presence of sin in the human race, our polluted natures, our guilty record, our bad hearts. All this can be remedied by your medicine, and your medicine is the skull-crushing seed of the woman, the Son of God incarnate, Jesus of Nazareth, who came to save his people from their sins. We are guilty sinners in need of cleansing and forgiveness and righteousness and all these needs that we have. We cannot um, produce ourselves. We cannot erase our past. We cannot wipe away all our sins. We cannot provide a perfect law-keeping righteousness according to your law. But you have done all this for us in Christ. And we are forever grateful and ask that you would bless as we remember our Lord's death, the incarnation, the sufferings of our Savior for us together. Uh, Bless as we do this, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.